From a really young age, we human beings are concerned with justice. You need only go into a fourth grade classroom over at the school to see this on full display. He, he took my thing, I took his thing. I, that's not fair, right? Uh, anyone who has been a child or who has a child, so that'd be everyone here, has said those words in, at some point in their life. Uh, words that my ag teacher in high school would have said, uh, a fair is where you show pigs, life's not fair. <laughs> Friends, justice concerns us a lot as human beings. In its juvenile form, justice emerges with children as the arbiter of what is due to each person, especially themselves. Uh, it mostly has to do with getting my share of what is coming to me uh, especially around the dinner table, right? Dessert is a, a moment where there needs to be a judge involved and probably lawyers and advocates um, besides. Or of punishing anyone who has caused me the slightest offense. That type of justice is externally focused, and it's a normal thing as we grow uh, that that occurs. But as we grow, we begin to recognize that the world is full of injustice, in fact, that unjust actions abound around us as we experience injustice done to ourself, but also to other people, especially people that we love, and we notice this. We recognize on an increasing scale as we grow uh, that the failure to give what is due in little and big ways is found all over the place in our society. But then comes a really important step in our development as human beings. The recognition that not only have I suffered injustice or witnessed it, but that I myself at times am unjust. At some point we come to realize that we've failed. In fact, it's not a we, it's an I. That I have failed in many and various ways to give others their due at any, or to give myself even my due. That recognition grows in our hearts. It often grows in our hearts over time. Usually it's not just like a snap kind of thing that happens. It sounds something like this. There's not only something wrong out there, but there's actually something wrong in here. Now friends, that realization can be taken in a wrong direction. It can lead to kind of a self-hatred, which is not of God. It can lead that way, but nevertheless, it reveals something to us which is crucially important, that we're not just on our own, right? We are made in the image and likeness of God and therefore fundamentally good, but we recognize in our hearts a longing to be just. You see, the thing is, we don't just want justice to be done to us, and we don't just want justice to be done to other people that we love. We actually want to be the type of people that are just. Right? This has been a topic of philosophy and theology for centuries and centuries. If you read one of the greatest texts of the Greek philosophers, the Republic, uh, that is the centerpiece of what Plato is trying to figure out, what Socrates is trying to figure out, what does it mean to be just? 
And we all have this desire deep within our hearts to be the type of people that give others what is their due and that receive from others what is our due and that give ourselves our own due. Yet try as we might, we cannot achieve the justice we desire on our own. Right? The, the fact that so much ink has been spilt over the centuries on this very question testifies to that reality. That we can't be just on our own. See, even if we decided from this moment onward, from right now onward, to give everyone in our lives exactly what they were due, we would struggle with that to begin with. And even if we did that, we would recognize that there are things in our paths, little or big, that make it impossible for us to be completely just on our own. How could we repay even the slightest offense to another human being who's created in the image and likeness of God? Much more astoundingly or terrifyingly in a certain sense, how can we give what is due to God? See, that's the last line of the gospel, isn't it, today? Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God's. Even the slightest sin, brothers and sisters, is an inestimable offense because it offends the the infinite majesty of God. And mortal sin, which consists in choosing to turn our backs on God, to turn our backs on His gift, justly merits damnation. That's the reality, friends. Now Jesus tells us to give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but to God what is God's. So how can we do that? How, How is it possible that we can actually give to God what is God's? Jesus invites us to justice at every level, but he responds to our fundamental need for justice by going to the root of injustice in our life. He himself is the only just man. He's the only one who is without sin of himself. He alone is the Holy One, as we say in the Gloria every Sunday. He alone is the Lord. He alone offers a fitting sacrifice of himself so that by being united to him in grace, we can actually become just through that grace. Not just put on justice, but actually be just. That's the desire of our hearts. Not just to look just, to appear just, but actually to be just. You see, our failure to do justice to others, our failure to do justice of others is rooted, first and foremost, in our failure fundamentally to do justice to God. To not do justice to God hampers our ability to do justice at every other level. If we don't recognize God's claim on our life as the one who created us, who made us, who called us into being, then we're hopelessly doomed to injustice in other relationships. When the creator is forgotten, the creature becomes unintelligible. We can't understand what we are if we don't have God in whose image we were created. And if we don't know what we are, we cannot know how we're truly to give each other what is our due. Without an objective grounding, in other words, we'll be subject to a sentimentalism which leads us to make the choice which feels good at the time and then to identify that choice after the fact as the action of doing justice to ourselves or to others. Friends, this is a dangerous temptation. This is the way that the world invites us to act on a a regular basis. And we have to ask ourselves the question, brothers and sisters, as ones who follow Jesus, 
And if you're not, if you're not a follower of Jesus yet, if you're here um, because you were invited, I'm so glad you're here. And if you want to follow Jesus, I want to help you do that. You can choose to follow him right now. But if you follow Jesus, friends, you have to ask this question. You have to ask, am I striving each day to give God what is his due? Am I following the Lord's command to give God what is his due? Put another way, do we as Christians, brothers and sisters, act like God is really God? Or to use a turn of phrase from the second reading, has the gospel come to us in word alone or also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with much conviction? Do we allow ourselves to be convicted by the Holy Spirit of our sins and of our failures so that we can know the surpassing love of Jesus Christ, the surpassing love of our merciful Savior in whom we can be just, who comes not only to give us the appearance of justice, but to actually make us like Him. Wounded and weakened by original sin, our own sin and that of others, we need grace to be just. This is the the thing. Try as we might, we can't on our own, but in Him we can do all things. As St. Paul reminded us a few weeks ago, in Christ we can do all things. Are we convicted of that, that fact that we need grace to be just to the point of rejecting ungodly self-reliance? That's the temptation often that we face in our world today. An ungodly self-reliance where I have to figure out how to do everything. Brothers and sisters, Jesus wants us to give God his, his due. And he gives us the tools to be able to do that. Do we reject ungodly self-reliance? For in God, perfect love and perfect justice are identical. And they look like the cross. This is the fitting sacrifice which is offered to the Father, and you can have a share in that sacrifice. In fact, if you're baptized, you do have a share in that sacrifice already. At this altar, that sacrifice comes to be made present once again. And you get to participate in it. Jesus shows us how to offer to God everything we are. Will you receive His grace to do just that?